Hey guys, just Josh here. Welcome to Ballarat Talks. Proudly sponsored by the Region Cinema. Yeah, you, yeah. you were putting the balls on the line there. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I moved, I moved out of home when I was 14, so it sort of comes really my face. Oh. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys, with Christy Sellers. Alright, today's guest is a mother of three. three. She uh, starred and won the 2019 Australia's Got Talent and is the owner of Physiopole. Welcome, Christy Sellers. Hello, thanks for having me. No worries, thanks for coming in. What have you been up to today? Uh, t- <laughs> today's been an interesting day, actually. I've been trying to get a workout in before the kids wake up in the morning, just yep. on the static bike at home. And um, each day they keep interrupting the last little bit of it. So I keep setting my alarm earlier and earlier and earlier. Yeah. And they really outsmarted me today and got up at 5.30. So I wasn't really happy oh, about that. 5.30? <laughs> what are they up yeah. so early for? Oh, God, who knows, just to make it harder. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I got them ready for school. I did get the workout in. Um, and then Thursdays I go train pole at the studio as well. Early so, morning? Yeah. So I went, um, dropped them off and then went to the studio and now I'm here. Awesome. Yeah. yeah thank you. Um, all right, take me back. Grew up in Ballarat or not? No, I grew up in Warrnambool. You're a Warrnambool girl? Yeah. What school did you go to? St. Joey's and then Brower. St. Joey's. I went to a school, uh, was it East Warrnambool? Yeah. Does that sound right? Down the hill? Somewhere. Yeah, grade one or grade two. Yeah. Good yeah. spot though. Ripping yeah. spot. Yeah. No, it was really good growing up there. I was there till I was about 16. Yep. So, yeah. And then moved to Ballarat after that? Um, no. And then I moved to Melbourne yep. to... Um, to do a diploma in performing arts and then I moved to Hollywood to dance over there. Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Like, like LA sort yeah. of? Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit, really? Wow. How did that, how did, that's a, like they, they sort of post you or you just went for the dream? Yeah, I just went for it. I got, um, so I did my two years in Melbourne and I studied all styles of dance, but I really enjoyed like the commercial hip hop side of things, which is funny now that I do like polo and stuff. People are like, I can't imagine that. But yeah, it was, that was my passion. And uh, Hollywood, or North Hollywood in particular, was kind of the center of all of that and sort of still is, I guess, like a lot of the music videos are produced there and everything. So I was like, oh, I want to go, but this was in 2004 or something yep. like that. So you couldn't just Google like, oh, go to this place. It was actually really hard to coordinate the whole thing. I got a loan from the bank so that I could go over there and live for six months. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I, I organized a room to stay in. I organized transport from the airport and my passes to do class. And after a couple of months, I started to get work which was awesome. So I was doing live shows, music videos and stuff like that over there. How cool. Yeah. When did it, so what, why'd you stop it then? Why'd you come home? Um, well, I had to because my visa like oh, expired. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I did go back again, like for a total of another six months. Um, but yeah, I had to keep sort of coming home to renew the visa. So was it good money or was it just, no, no? Oh my God. No, no? it's just, <laughs> no, it's like the center of, uh, how do I explain it? Okay, Hollywood in 2004 or five, whenever I was there, was like Instagram before Instagram existed. Okay. So everybody like had this facade about how great their lives were. Like, I've got this on, I've got this on. And it was all just, can I Fluff. swear? It was, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it was bullshit. Yeah. Um, I mean, like not everybody, but it, I really noticed a distinct difference between Aussies being just kind of a bit more straight down the line and, real as opposed to going into the center of Hollywood when I was 18 years old it's a very steep learning curve as to like 
yeah, how people got ahead and stuff like that. What, just just shady or just oh, yeah. all, all about who you know? And yeah, all about who you know. Yeah, definitely. Everything like that, which which made it harder for me. I didn't know anyone. and it's a bit, really... That's a big jump. That's a, that's a, like just to go out on a limb and say, I'm going to America. Yeah. Um, I've always been... I've never been afraid to like go after something that I wanted. That one was particularly hard. Mm. And I remember... I remember it now. I sat down with like a planner and I wrote in all the things that I would need to do to be able to get there, like book flights, etc., stuff like that. And I wrote them in, I wrote how much it was going to cost and I wrote dates next to it of like when I would need to do those things by to be able to get over there. And that was, I mean, before goals and things were trendy like they are now, that was my first real experience of really breaking it down into micro goals and then achieving those to achieve the bigger goal Mm -hmm. of getting over there. yeah, but I was only 18. So, And yeah, I have a daughter now who's nearly 10. I'm like, I wouldn't let her go over that's there at 18. Oh, yeah, it's oh, my God. Dream chasing. Would you go back or not? Now? Like, well, obviously not with the kids. Like, but, oh, like, no. With the kid, no? I mean, it depends what stage of your life you're in. Yeah. It's not... It's great, but it it's not something I would enjoy now. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think. Don't yeah. regret it? Oh, no, no. no. It was definitely amazing experience and I got to do so much and my vocabulary like my dance vocabulary expanded so much by being over there and then when I got back it was really easy to get work because I was so experienced in in the heart of it um yeah so I definitely don't regret it but I wouldn't if I could choose somewhere to go in the world tomorrow it wouldn't be yeah yeah (laughs) so you you come back from America Mm -hmm. and then is that where you found the love for the pole or no um yeah so you know how I said I'm like trained in pretty much all styles yep. of dance um, when I did that course I I didn't sort of stop adding things to my resume so I would just do random stuff like fire twirling or like just things to have on the resume that made it easier to get work because if you could do one thing and something else you'd sort of have an edge over the rest of the people going for the same job yep so anything I saw that came up like that, I would just do it. Um, I didn't have any experience in ballroom dancing, so I signed up for classes there. And then I saw pole dancing and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll sign up for that with the same, you know, just kind of, um, I don't know what the word is, like a flimsy sort of like, yeah, cool, I'll do it. I'll yep. try that, try that, try that. And um, and I did. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is amazing. And after a few months, my body started changing. I was like, I thought I was strong before. No, no. It is a completely different... Like, I've tried to jump on, like, not a, like as, as just joking around, but I'm like, oh, my God, it is tough. It's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, being able to see you know yourself like you when you're in the gym or whatever you see achievements with pole it's so much more magnified and like obvious yep. because the tricks progress up in levels yep. whereas I think in the gym you're kind of even though I enjoy that but um you're going for a pb of the same thing yeah, same thing, right. yep. yeah. Yep. whereas if you can do one trick in pole it opens up a doorway to do another trick yep yeah makes sense so that's what I really enjoyed about it and then I mean in between when I got back from Hollywood I was teaching classes as well like all over the place um 
doing heaps of teaching. That's pretty much, I was making all of my income off of that, mm-hmm. which wasn't a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, after maybe two years, the next logical step for me felt like I wanted to teach pole because I had become so addicted to it yeah. and so passionate about it that it was just a natural progression. So I... Um, I called up my old karate instructor in Warrnambool and I was like, hey, can I like rent the room on the weekends to run pole dancing classes? He <laughs> <laughs> was like, what? And I was like, yeah, like pole dancing, you know, like for fitness, like, you know. <laughs> what, what year was this? 2009. Was there, did you have like a bit of a stigma attached oh, yeah. to it? Yeah. Still does. Yeah, oh, yes, and I suppose yes you talked to, I guess. Yeah. It depends who you talk to. But, the, yeah, back then, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was very, very new. And uh, luckily, he said yes. <laughs> so every week, I would. I was living in Melbourne. Driving down to Warrnambool? Yeah, I drove down to Warrnambool on a Friday night, or Friday Arvo. Um, my dad, my sister, and my brother would meet me at the dojo. Yeah. <laughs> Disconnect all the... the you know, the foam mats, that yeah, connect, yeah, yeah, the jigsaw it. mats. We disconnect all of those, um, pull it all back and set up these eight portable poles that took f- like three hours to set the whole thing up. Run classes Friday night, Saturday and Sunday morning, packed it all down, drove back to Melbourne. And I was working like a, a retail shop yep. during the week and teaching the classes and stuff. So was there much interest in it then? Yeah. I put, yeah. Do you know how I advertised? Uh, you advertised what, what's it, 2009, you said? Yeah. Uh, well, it would have to have to be newspaper, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Add in the newspaper. Yep. And I had about 70 people call. Wow. Wanting to do it. Yep. Um, I, I think the ad just said, pole dancing is coming to Warrnambool. Mm-hmm. And call this number, like, if you're interested. And I had this stupid, like, silhouette of this chick. I can remember the photo. It just... It's not what I would put out there now. Um, Where'd you get it from? Oh, probably Google. Yeah, it was like, Google. <laughs> yeah, Google. It wasn't like um, a stock image or, or mm. even, it wasn't like, we, we do our own photo shoots now for all of our marketing material. Yep. <laughs> it wasn't like that. So I put that there and then, yeah, got a heap of calls and started running classes and I booked them in with a piece of paper and a pen. Bang. Yeah. How good's that? And so you went from Warnable and then why'd you move here? Because uh, someone in Warrnambool, uh, after a little while, maybe six months, the classes were busy enough that I I rented a shed, yep. like, full-time. Yep. Um, and that way I could leave the poles set up. But it was still just, like, a pop-up studio. It wasn't, like, what we have now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I it was getting busier and someone said to me, oh, you should open a studio in... Ballarat or Bendigo, I couldn't remember. And I looked at which one was closer to Melbourne. <laughs> and I was like, Ballarat. okay, I'll open one in Ballarat. So then I started running most of the classes here and I got a couple of the girls that were getting more advanced in Warrnambool to run the classes there. Yep. And that was my first um, encounter with like quality control over distances. Mm, makes it tough, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Very hard when you're not there. Are you, so there's still one there now? Is yeah. Your yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still, and they, have you... Franchise that you've obviously franchised a man now. How many is there? Seventeen. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought it was like seven. Okay, seventeen. So <laughs> we're we're in locations. Like where are they? Oh God, you're gonna. I can't rattle them all off. Um. Mainly Victoria, or no? Oh, uh, there's nine in Victoria. There's one in Albury, like New South Wales. There's yep. one in Somerton Park, South Australia. Yep. Um, f- uh, five in Queensland. That should be it. 
and then the rest are in Victoria. I think nine in Victoria. That's incredible. Yeah. How did you, where did you go for advice for franchising? <laughs> no, I was in franchising before I realised what franchising ah, was. Okay. So yeah. I had students at Ballarat that were like, hey, we really like it. Can we like open a studio in Bendigo? And I was like, yeah. Yep. Didn't even know. Didn't know, yeah. So it really, um, I learned as I went and it was only when we got to about four locations that I was like, oh, this is kind of a franchise, like a yeah. proper franchise. I yeah. should um, put some things in place. And so at that point, I invested heavily um, in the online platform that we use today. So it's it's an entire um, platform that everyone who works for Fizipole on any level has access to. And yeah. depending on what their role is within the organisation, they have different access. So franchisees can see things that a receptionist can't and yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. All of the instructors have access to that and that's how we ensure the quality control across so many studios. So mm. they're seeing how to teach the tricks exactly, like video content, photos of it, teaching points, how to spot the trick, um, as well as all of our marketing material and everything like that. It's really grown into a huge, yeah, huge, huge thing. Yeah, I have Well, I have an amazing head office team, like Celeste, who heads that up. She's just she's incredible and um yeah fortunately it's it's kind of become mature enough i guess the business is like 12 years old now so um it's at a point where it doesn't really need me as much mm. to be doing all those everyday yep. sort of things um i'm certainly still involved you know a lot but it's it's in a different way more like innovating and thinking yeah. forward yep. and that sort of thing yeah sort of the overseer but you also do all the like you're obviously doing all the content work yourself, your videos and your photos and that, are you? No, not anymore. There's no. too much. Yeah. yeah. So there's that many syllabi, syllabi, syllabuses, syllabi. I think it's syllabi. Is that the word? <laughs> Syll- syllabi. <laughs> yeah. The the plural for syllabus. Oh right, gotcha. Yeah. 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 There's there are that many um, because every apparatus has um, more than ten levels, and then we've got like kids. And that has to be structured differently as well. So it's constantly being updated. By the time they get to the end, they start again. Yeah. And it just goes through. It takes a couple of years to go through the entire thing. Wow. It's very big. Yeah. What's your um? What's your training look like? How do you? Because it's <laughs> like getting from the basics mm. on like what would you call? Well, the one everyone tries to do is the flag. Is it the flagpole? Oh yeah. Where you like sideways? Yeah. What yeah. would you call that on a level? Like, is that a level? Of- uh, you learn that around level four. Level four, and there's yeah. ten levels. No, there's more than t- so for pole. There's well, now there's about twenty. So. Wow. Yeah. So pretty basic then. Four. Uh, I mean everything's hard when you first learn it. Yeah, true. A level one class is difficult when you start, but it's designed to be achievable. Yeah. And give you something to work towards. So. Can boys do it? Yeah. Will like, boys let her come? Yeah, okay, we have cool. heaps. Right. We have heaps of guys. I mean, um, Dusty might have to come down for a bit of a session, I reckon. Yeah, Dusty's done it before. Has he? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, ask him about it. Did like he it? first? No, he because he first started PT in one of my. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, and one day he came in how to go. He's like, oh bloody hell, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I think. Definitely anyone can do it. Certainly men are getting more involved in it now. Yeah. Because you, it really does just expand out into whatever you want it to be. Like if you want to use it as a fitness workout, 
that's what it'll be. Yep. And if you want to, like I did, I saw the opportunity to incorporate all these other dance, <coughs> excuse me, yep. styles that I had done in the past onto this vertical piece of steel and, and the possibilities for me were endless. I was like, oh my God, you could do this style with it. You could do this style. And at the time, mostly it was only like a showgirl style. Yep. So you had more of that sexy heels, um, mm -hmm. showgirl type thing. And yeah, I just, I still think it's only just scratching the surface. Yeah. So yeah, it, men are certainly even more involved now than they ever have been. I've seen a few girls come into the gym actually with hefty bruises yeah, yeah. on the inside of the thigh. Is it like, because you sort of wrap it, is it you're wrapping your legs around it and sort of moving around, I'm guessing? Yeah. And obviously with time, it obviously makes it way easier. Or like yeah, the get... bruises, I mean, it's kind of like you create this tolerance. Mm. Um, I don't know the exact scientific, like what's going on scientifically, but yeah. you kind of create like a callus under the skin. Yeah. And it's, um, they stop eventually. Yep. So you only really get them the first time that you do something. Um, Same thing with Jim. Like you get that soreness. Yeah, exactly. But it's funny with pole because you can tell what level someone's in by where their bruises are. Oh, yeah. You can tell what trick <laughs> yeah. they've been doing. Yeah, yep. <laughs> like, ah, oh, you're up to climbing. Yep. <laughs> I can tell it's on your wow. shins and your calves. <laughs> and what's the plan? So what's the plan for you? Is there any more? Do you, want, do you plan to expand a bit more or no? Um, well, I kind of put the brakes on it a little bit, um, when COVID happened, obviously. Yeah. I know that certainly maybe three of the current franchisees want more locations. So yep. some of them have two, some of them have three, some of them just have one. Yep. Um, and we have some new franchisees coming in. Actually, the Ballarat studio is about to have a new franchisee. Her name's Steph. She's awesome. beautiful. Um, as in another location. No, no, she's taking over that. I was taking over this yeah, one. Yeah, so um, maybe like at the moment because I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old and a nine-year-old that mm. is taking up a lot of um, time. People don't realise until they have kids. No, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and I, I was actually talking to someone about this yesterday, yesterday or the day before, and that I, a few years ago, I sat down with Janine Alice. Do you know who that yeah, is? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Founder of Boost Juice. Yep. Um, oh, and Shark Tank. I don't know yeah, which, which yeah. people know her for. But I sat down with her. I bugged her assistant for like nine months for me say, to get a meeting. I was going to say, get that? Oh, yeah. yeah that, was, that was determination. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not going anywhere until you let me have a meeting. Um, on the email. Like, yeah, I wasn't at the yeah, office. <laughs> every day, yeah. But, yeah, I, I did follow up a lot. And, anyway, they gave me a 45-minute sit-down one-on-one with her, which was amazing. Free? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I had a pen and paper. I was, like, ready to go. I studied everything about her before I got there so that I wouldn't look like an idiot. Yep. Um, and I asked her because she has young kids, like, in a similar situation that I was, like, well, obviously she did it much, much bigger, but she had young kids when she was growing her franchise and then she expanded internationally. Yep. And my partner Sam and I, that's something that we were – looking at at the time like we had interest from multiple countries people wanting to open franchises there and has main the main reason why i wanted to sit down with her because i was like do i do that or do i i just want to know how it actually went for her and i remember her saying like you're going to be overseas way more than you think you will be mm -hmm. um you, you're pretty much blocking out maybe three to four years of your life to do that, I mean, it'll be worth it, but you will miss out on the kids yep. in those young years. And 
we just weren't really prepared to do that no, to miss a, out it's on a long time yeah exactly and i love the franchise as it is like it may continue to grow like you know like i said some of the current franchisees will want to open more locations and we will look at new franchisees but for the moment i'm happy with where it is and i don't want to push it internationally just yeah yet. <laughs> that's fair enough though three to four years of your life without mm. your kids it's kids are special what? yeah money? exactly right like, the money side yeah. of things that's why no. i keep toying with that idea recently i just think to myself everyone wants to keep mm. getting money, more money more 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 mm. it's like what for a a bit better house or a bit better car or yeah people have a warped sense of like success Mm. and i think what's your idea of success (laughs) that's a loaded question (laughs) um well i always i don't ever want to regret going after something like an idea and For me, I have to stay very focused on the ideas that I do have because my brain, it's just, it just always has been very creative and entrepreneurial. And every other day I have an idea for a business. I'm like, oh, we should do this. Like, this would be great. And they would be, but I'm only one person. Mm. And the, the businesses that I do start are successful because I focus just on those until they need like for the amount of time that they need rather than jumping from one to another to another. So, um, yeah, so being able to create more businesses in with that in mind, so strong businesses, not just like, Oh, they're popping up here, there and everywhere, but also have the balance of being able to have time. I think success is options. If you have, time you have options if you have money you have options and if you yeah like the the businesses that we've created um have allowed us to have the time with our kids or to have the time to choose what we want to do with our mm, days now. yep definitely. yeah we don't we're not bound to having to be somewhere at some time yep. except for today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i think I think for me, it's the options. So whether that means that you pull back on something to allow yourself to still have the time to do certain things, because let's just say you make, I don't know, $3 million a year, but you have no time. That's mm. not successful to me. Yeah. So it's relative to each person, I think. And, yeah. and I think it's important for every single person to just hone in on what they want to achieve rather than what they think is going to make them look successful. Like people are obsessed with looking rich instead of actually being rich at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't really get that. But yeah, if everyone focuses on what is going to not make them happy, that sounds really cliche, but what's going to fill their bucket yep. <laughs> and make them fulfilled each day, yep. that is success for each person. Yeah, I like that. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so how did you then go on, so 2019 comes mm-hmm. around, or what, probably 18, how did the process go with you getting onto the show, onto Australia's Got Talent? <laughs> yeah, so I like to, as I said, set goals. Yep. And I've done a few, like, having to come back and build up my strength again for training. And I always found that having a goal makes that faster Mm. because when you don't have a goal, especially when you're trying to cover a lot of ground, not just like incremental progress, but a lot of progress quite fast. 
Uh, so I had my third baby in November and then in November I saw the audition things pop up and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just chuck a form in. I just sent off an email. Yeah. And they... <laughs> what was in the email? What did you say? Like, what was the... Oh, it was just an application form. Okay, so... It was just yeah. like, name, what do you do, this, that and the other. Yep. And I'd already been doing some of the projection stuff prior to that. I think Ryan and I had created two shows already. What do you mean? Oh, with in... the poll combined with gotcha. the projections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the interactive stuff. And so that's what I sort of pitched. Like, I think that's what I would want to do on the show. I'd want to do poll with the projections, make something really unique. And the thing I liked about the show was that their production capability is so much better than anything I'd ever experienced before. I knew that they would have the budget for an amazing screen and yep. the lighting and all of that. So it was it was quite selfish why I wanted to do it because I was like, number one, it'll make me get fit again. Yep. It'll give me something to focus on that's me. And when you have three kids, it's all about them. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to, you know, block out a bit of time each day that was focused just on something I was doing for myself with the added benefit of feeling like my physical self again. Yep. Um, I don't think that anyone should take it as me saying like, oh, after you have kids, you should be like rushing to get fit again. I, I think everyone's, if you're comfortable in your body, then that's great. If for me, I feel most comfortable when I'm strong and I'm fit and I feel good. Yeah, you, you feel know? like yourself, yeah. Yeah, that makes me feel like myself. So I was wanting to get that benefit and I wanted to see these shows come to life. Not that I knew what I was going to do yet. But anyway, they got back to me and they're like, oh, we like this idea. Do you want to come in for an audition? So this is not even anything you see on TV. There's auditions before that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because I was listening to your episode with um, Tim. Yeah, the yeah. most recent one about MasterChef, and he was saying the same thing. I was like, "That's really funny." They yeah, do so many these. producer yep. auditions. Um, so I went in and met with the producers and sat down with them and explained the show because everyone else was performing their acts, but I couldn't because I was like, "If oh, I'm okay. yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. do yep. it, I'm gonna create this show just for this show." Yep. Um, yeah, and I had sent them a video of stuff I'd done in the past and then and then I think I got the call a couple of weeks later that I was going to have an audition and it was going to be in May so a few months had passed by then and I had started training just on the off chance that I would get the audition mm -hmm. um yeah so about five months after I had Bob I it's was, quick isn't it yeah oh six months actually almost six months to the day I was on stage yep. doing that clock one which yeah. is funny because if you watch all three you can see my body change across them the three of them like in the first one I I, I lost weight in between the first and the grand final yeah your first one I think that's what I looked at last night but also the one I saw on TV before I knew you from the oh yeah and you know the best part of it? Well, the one that, you know, the, the coolest bit of that was for me, what did you think it was? What did you think the coolest little... Of the clock one? Yeah, I liked how, like, your hand and all that were going around with the with the um, pieces coming in. But it was the part when you drop down and the yeah. whole screen moves down. Yeah, right. That was... That really, <laughs> like, how do you... Well, how, who, who develops it for you? Me. So you... Oh, you mean the actual animation? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I come up with the 
the storyline, the concept, um, I scout the music, I put the whole thing together and then I'll go to, well, I have a couple of different animators, but for those shows I worked with, Ryan um, is his name, he's in the States. Yep. He's a kid, like he was 22. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, um, amazingly talented and I'd say this is the scene for this. The choreography would already be done and I'd say like, okay, here I'm reaching for this and it needs to look like this and here's some inspirational pictures for mm -hmm. you. So then he would take that and start to put something together. I would film myself in the studio with like this crap setup that I had, like a bed sheet on the mm -hmm. back wall going like, can you see how this doesn't, like I need this lower because I can't reach it when it's there. And yep. so it's very, very technical. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how I did it. Animation's expensive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but for that, I said to him, um, if you do the shows and I win, I'll give you half the money. How much is the prize? 100 grand. <gasps> it's pretty good. You'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah. But well, you, would, I mean, you, were, you were like, a, did you have any inkling that you'd go really well with it? Did you think um, I'm in a really good chance? I'm a pretty determined person. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't say I thought, I uh, didn't go into it like, oh, I'm going to win. No, but no, not, not, not an arrogant I, sense, but like you were like, I, I want this bad. Oh, and yeah. I, I've got like, the feeling that I can. I had a plan with the shows to, because they said you'll get three shows if you get all the way through. So you kind of need to have a bit of a plan for all of them just in case. Yeah. Um, particularly after I got through the audition round, if you were in the semi-final, you had to have a grand final performance already in development mm -hmm. so you, I was developing the semi and the grand final at the same time not even knowing if I would be in the grand final and so I thought okay well if I get through I do this audition and then I have two more I have to make sure that the two after are better than the first one the first one needs to be cool enough that people are like "Ooh, interesting yeah, second one needs to be like a bit more wow and visually like oh my god this is really cool, love this world. And then the third one needs to tug on the heartstrings and like hit home. Yeah. So that's what I did. And awesome. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that I would win. You didn't think you'd win? No, because it's TV. But I, I knew that the act was unique and that people really did enjoy, genuinely enjoy watching it. Yep. So... Did, um... Mm. Oh, and I knew also that no one was going to work as hard as I would. Like anyone who I was against in like the other competitors or performers, I, <laughs> it's like the saying that Will Smith has, like if you and I are getting on a treadmill, either you're getting off first or I'm gonna die. Yeah, I will outwork you. Is that what he says? I will outwork yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly, that's, I live by that. Like if, if we're going into something together, you cannot work harder than me. It's not possible. Awesome. So, yeah. Good mentality. <laughs> yeah. So did they have, um, did, did they film two endings? Uh, they filmed four endings. So four different winners so you would know? Yeah. Yeah, cheeky. That's so, why it's in The Biggest Loser too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucked. Um, because your reaction is not real. Like, yeah, you don't even know. Like, oh, That's yeah. why mine was so bad. Like, and people <laughs> were like, she doesn't even look excited. I was like, because I wasn't. Like, I, I can't really fake that. Like, oh, my God, I won. No, I um, I felt really awkward. The audience felt really awkward because it's a live yeah, audience. They, they, they have to cheer. Did they put the postcards up and they were like, applause now? 
Um, Is that right? Oh, no, like they knew. So the the directors would be like, all right, so we're going to announce, we need to do this. We're going to announce each of the top four as the winner. Everyone cheer like they did win because we slot that in. Oh, my God. No I way. know, it's so awkward. And you have to sit there and look and disappointed. And I was like, oh my god! And then they brought up like Riley and Sam onto the stage, and I just remember thinking like, oh good, it's like something to take the attention off me because. And then, and Riley asked Sam, she she didn't know what was going on. She was like, did Mummy win? And Sam's like, yep. Yeah, but she might. <laughs> otherwise, she would have walked up like, "Oh, this is awkward too." Like yeah. it was just the whole thing was awkward. But I understand why they have to do it. You yeah, know, of it's, course. Um, it, otherwise, you've got to get everyone back, and it would cost a fortune to just film, film one that. But segment. it would be so worth it because it'd be real. Real reaction. Did yeah. they? So, like, how, um, how how much time did they give you before it was announced live, like announced on TV? Or do you find out when? Yeah. Bullshit. I found out after because we were live streaming it because I don't have a TV connected at my house. Like I tried to get it connected to watch myself, but it, the connection's weird and like like we have Netflix. But where do you live? It's like I just like it's not a priority. Yeah, okay. Anyway, and actually the crew. One of them, when they were coming to film interviews before the semis, um, he was like, oh, yeah, on your TV. And I said, oh, don't actually have it connected. Sorry. Mm. And he was like, oh, that's really funny because I don't either. Like, I don't watch TV and I work on a TV show. Um, Yeah. But (laughs) so I was live streaming it through the computer, which is about a minute behind the live so I said to everyone in the room, I was like, put your phones down. Like, no one can have their phones on because if I... Either way, like people were going to message yeah, after it happened. Text, yep. um, and I didn't want like phones going off like, oh, so sorry. Or, oh my God, you won. And then I hadn't found out yet. So uh, I found out after everyone else. <laughs> how good's that though? What a story. Yeah. And then you, and then what they, how's, how do they give you the money? How's the money all work? Um, well, yes. Yeah, so they just put it in my bank account just straight in um oh not straight away take a week or two to do that but i had to work out like um the expenses of obviously my costumes and stuff because i paid for all of that ahead of time yeah because i wanted the grand final one to light up and it was like really expensive and the staircase and things like that they just their production um budget on me was eaten up through the projector uh, the projectors yep and um, the screen, that was it. Oh, and the poles, sorry. So anything in addition to that, like the staircase, the costumes, the music cutting, um, everything like that was paid for out of my own pocket. So yeah. basically reimbursed those items and then split uh, whoops, <laughs> split um, the, yeah, the prize money with Ryan. Yep. Yeah. It's so cool. Cool little story to tell people though. Hmm. Um, have you, when you came back home, did much change for you here? No. no, nothing changed, like, as in, like, no. the way people treated you or did people notice you uh, around the streets? Yeah, or? at the beginning, people did notice me out. Yeah. Um, they'd be like, hey, hi, are. Christy. Yeah. Yeah, especially kids. <laughs> um, but then, you know, pretty soon after, it was only a few months later that COVID happened. So, oh, everyone locked away, yeah, yeah, of course. So now it's, I don't really, it's funny because people think your whole life's going to change. Like, oh, my God, you know, everything must be so different. And I think... For me, having three kids and businesses and just living an everyday life, 
it has kept me very grounded anyway. Mm. So I didn't go into it expecting, oh my God, my whole life's going to change if I go on this show or if I win the show, oh my God, my life's really going to change. I didn't think that at all. I just literally after the audition round, I had to get back because I had to bathe the kids. Like it was, yeah. I had to be back to do their nightly routine. Yep. And even organizing to go up for the grand final and stuff, I was like, all right, so I've got to organize babysitters on this day. So I'll be gone on there, come back. Like it, it, it was just like any other day. I mean, not on the show, but yeah. yeah, coming home was just back into routine. Are you a nervous person? You get nervous? Like, were you nervous on stage? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I. That's normal. Um, but the years of performing, you kind of get used to yourself, and you know how to calm mm. or how to um, control the nerves, I guess, um, and particularly for pole because you get sweaty hands when you get nervous that's mm. not a good yeah. thing yeah, <laughs> um so yeah oh well now i use enviro group which is our yeah neutral yeah, yeah, yeah our brand that we created um and i would put that on at a certain point before i go on stage and that would like i don't know make me feel a bit more ready because yeah. my hands were like not as sweaty so, yeah, I do get nervous at just the same as anyone else would, but I've gotten good at controlling. Calming and controlling, yeah. yeah. What were the judges like? Were they good people? Did you get yeah, to talk to them? Yeah, I did. Um, they were really nice, actually. Awesome. Really lovely. Um, Manu, you, didn't, you don't really get to chat to them, like, outside of the filming because I think you're not allowed to talk mm. to the judges because, you know, what if you sway them or something yeah. yeah i don't know it was just a rule you couldn't um but i did meet manu's kids and they watched my semi-final rehearsal which was the paint routine yep. so it was all rainbow and colorful and um they just loved it and they like ran up to me wanting photos and they were like we think you should win i was like great tell your dad <laughs> um yeah but it's a shame i would actually like to see the full extended cut of their comments after particularly the grand final show because they were all they were all teary and oh man they showed just little bits of it yeah oh that's cut it's cut way down yeah um the auditions pretty much they sum up what was said but in the um the semi and the grand final definitely the grand final they talked a lot more than what is actually shown and i remember standing on stage thinking like oh i just want to remember what they're saying because it's so amazing to mm. hear that from these people like that they're saying these things about something that I just did yeah um but yeah I can't remember now <laughs> were, you, were you allowed did you have to you didn't have to stay down there did you yeah you did so you were like locked away with your phone like Tim was or no oh stay like stay in Melbourne for X amount of weeks oh no 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 you no. come back and report. yeah yeah so they I think they wanted me to stay up for the semi to so the semi-final and the grand final were a week apart yeah but not aired that they were f aired further apart or something okay. like that but that is a very fast turnaround time to do one show and yeah, then be ready to next. do another one yeah um actually it was 10 days because i remember thinking oh my god the grand final routine is not even finished it's not even nearly finished it was probably 60 percent done and my body needed a rest, but I didn't have the days available to do, to have a rest. Like rest is so important in my training mm. routine, but I just didn't have the time. 
So I literally went straight through and the training, it was just out of control. It was like eight hours a day, sort of, at least, like in the studio. But then when I would be home, I'd be reviewing the footage, making notes on what needs to be changed and then going to sleep, like listening to the music, making the the, um, visualisation notes in my head. So, yeah, that's why I say you can't spend more time on your act than I do because it's not possible 24-7. It's your job, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So good though. Um, I've got some questions for you. Yeah, shoot. So, what's one thing that no one knows about you? Yeah, I saw this question and I don't really have an answer because I'm You're kind of an book. open book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not many people know I got my pilot's license. Oh, did you? How yeah. long take you? Um, I think the recreational license took me about a year and then the private pilot's license took maybe another six months like to fly like the Cessnas and that yeah they scare the fuck out of me why I, I don't know what it is I don't know if it's just like I went and opened a helicopter one day the closed <laughs> one I was fine the open one no good at all on it. and then are they the ones that typically crash or you hear about crashing a lot more than the others or not helicopters Cess- no Cessnas oh Cessnas just a very common type of plane yeah. so that's probably why you would hear that because yeah, yeah. Do you have one? No. Nah. No. So when you do, when do you go out then? Do you go? Oh, out I haven't been for ages, but um, I was flying all the time. Like I'd fly, I would catch a commercial flight up to Queensland and then hire a plane to fly around to all of our studios. Oh my god! Yeah. It's that. Have you been in the Ballarat Airport? Yeah, that's oh, where I did all my training. Right. I need you for a video. What? Why? <laughs> I want to do a Top Gun video. <laughs> We'll use a Cessna plane instead. Do they what? Let you, do they, yeah, it'd be funny. Do they oh, let you hire them out or not? Yeah. They do. How much yeah. are they? Uh, 170 an hour if you're solo. I'm done. I'm going to lock you in for that. Oh, bloody <laughs> hell. Uh, what do you love the most, apart from your kids? Yeah, again, I don't know. Like, the, I can't narrow that down to one thing. Yeah, pop. Creativity, growing a business, starting a business, mm-hmm. helping other people achieve in their businesses. Like, it, I was actually at the playground gym the other day and uh, one of the girls was sitting there at the table and she was just sort of working on the beginnings of a business that she wanted to start. Mm. And she asked me, oh, she was like, oh, you're Christy, um, fizzy pole, blah, blah, blah. Do you have any advice for like, if I'm just starting what I should do, this, that, the other? And I was like, oh my God. And then like, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I was in a hurry, but I actually spent about half an hour with her just helping her like, navigate get, through get, yeah get things organised maybe you should stuff. do some mentoring sounds like you love it yeah I think I'm looking at doing that soon definitely I don't know how I would start but exactly what you just did yeah, <laughs> like probably. yeah. <laughs> probably yeah um, but yeah I think there's a place here what is it called platypus or something it's like a yeah co co-working space yeah. but they sometimes run like sessions and have speakers and events and things I only heard about it the other day that's yeah. really bad. I didn't know about it. No, I, I don't know. My, I think they. I just thought they hired out space. So I maybe oh, I should okay. research that a bit more. So I've seen a few different things around Ballarat now. Like, is it Commerce Ballarat? Mm. I don't know. I'm not sure what they do though. Actually, I think they've got something on tonight. We're gonna go to maybe. Oh really? Yeah. It's, it's that, um, where are you gonna go to? I'm coming with you. Are you going? No. Oh, <laughs> you said say, we're going. Oh, to. Well, if you want to come, I assume you're, you're inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> if you can come if you want, I think it's at uh, Arnie Jacks or something like that. Oh cool. But I don't know much about them. I just Chrissy Rab wanted to go through, but. Um, we might skip the next one, which is what are you most afraid of? But by the sounds of it, you're sort of like, 
You're not afraid of anything, it's easy. Um, oh, is no. It, you're afraid of something? What do you... Go on, hit me. What are you most afraid of? Oh, I don't know. Probably half the scenes from the movie Saw. <laughs> <laughs> Good, but did you know that was filmed all in one room, the first one? Was it? Yeah, it was all filmed. It was because oh. the budget was so... Like, the budget on the movie was so low. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And it was all filmed in one movie. One, 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 uh, one room. Crazy. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't know what I'm afraid of. I... Uh, I guess not going after an opportunity, maybe. Like, regret. What's something that someone has said to you that's stuck with you throughout your life, when you were younger or...? Um, this is a hard one too, because I wouldn't say there's, like, one thing that has stuck with me. Uh, there are lots of things that have really made an impact on... I just kind of carry them through life and they pop up in my mind whenever the situations are relevant. So, like, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Mm, 100% agree with that. Yep. And um, (laughs) there was... There's one that, like, particularly relating to business that was, if you're going to go broke, do it before you're 40 because you've got time to recover. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of, like... Who said that to you? I don't know. It was... I don't know, but it just stuck with me because I was like, that's so true because they were saying like you know if it makes you more risk um not averse opposite it makes you more inclined to go for the risky opportunities because you're not as scared to fail yeah because you get time i keep saying to myself like oh let's just go for it like if it fails whatever you can recover so you know a year ago um, started Enviro Grip, which is my first e-commerce business. Yeah. Um, and then we've just branched that into sustainable activewear. Awesome. So that launched last week. Yep. Um, so those two. And then there's a few more things coming with that. There's a couple of other businesses that Sam and I are starting in the next 12 months. And I'm just thinking, like, it's it's either all going to go really well or yeah. it's, well, it's <laughs> not. Yeah, that's good, though. I think that's, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, I wonder who said that to you, though. Yeah, the Will, the Will Smith one sticks with me a lot. I think he's very inspirational. You like him? Love him. Mm. Yeah, I like Fresh him. Prince? Did you just watch that? No. What? You no. didn't watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? No. That was the best. Oh, I didn't. I just didn't. I haven't really been into TV my whole life. Even at high school, I'd go and people would be like, did you see on Home and Away or Neighbours this happened? I'm like, nah, didn't nah. watch it. <laughs> Were you out the farm or not? No. No, I was just doing lots of after-school activities and, yeah. Been I don't know. Life. It doesn't fulfill me so I'm really addicted at the moment to and have been for a couple of years like just self-improvement so listening to audiobooks and podcasts and just expanding my information and especially in like personal finance because I think it's crazy that this doesn't get taught at schools and it's so important Mm. and people just don't really put enough emphasis on it or they feel weird about talking about money because you shouldn't talk about money but you know coming back to what we were saying at the very beginning like money is not everything no but it does give you options yeah freedom yeah exactly so and to create that for yourself and and the options for your family especially having three kids like I'm well aware of like school fees are going to be due whether I'm ready for it or not it's not just like I think it's a far off idea where people sort of just say, oh, you shouldn't really care too much about money because, you know, why do you need 
this much to spend on what another car another this another that but it's not about that it's about being able to provide schooling and care like mm. health and and things like that and opportunities to my kids when i want to be able to give that to them yep you know yeah and and myself as well so yeah, of course uh yeah hmm. <laughs> um last one here who would you want to see on the podcast next you oh you like gotta have dusty don't you I have had it be, you know Bianca, don't you? Yeah, Bianca? Mm-hmm. Pink Slade, she was on. She um, she wants Dusty too. She's oh. the second second person that's recommended. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, from the gym? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She wrote the books and stuff. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah, so yeah. She, she said Dusty too. That's yeah, I didn't listen to her Dusty. episode yet, so you'll have to get Dusty on. Bad luck, be. Yeah, I'll get Dusty on that. That'll be excellent. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. Thanks so much Appreciate for having it. me. Great to meet it's you. Fun. And um. <laughs> Have a good day, I guess. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Enjoy. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, team. Once again, would appreciate any reviews you've got down below. Have a great day.